The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Welcome to Afternoons with Mike on the Shepherd Radio Network. I'm so excited to have a family of siblings with me here today, a brother and two sisters. They were all involved in the recent Christmas is production at Calvary. I'm happy to have the Collins family here. I've got now oldest Olivia, I hey believe. And number two, I believe, is Chrissy. Yeah. And then the young man that's in the studio with me is Jeffrey. All together, all three of you were in that production. That means you all sing and you do that wonderfully. In addition to Christmas is, uh, you guys sang last week at the, the Orlando Christian Chamber meeting, and that was a surprise. I didn't know who was going to be there uh, and got to hear you guys. It, it's so much fun to have you. Welcome to my program. Well, thank, thank you for having us on. Thank you. Thank you for it's having an honor. Us. Yeah, you guys are, are just, it's so much fun to see, number one, a family of young people that, that are, are raised in a Christian home and uh, use their talents. I, I, I know your, your folks, probably from the time you were real little, we're training you in music, right? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, pretty much. Like, since we probably could, like, walk and talk, we were singing and dancing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Th- this, uh, how early on did, was it, uh, for, uh, you're the oldest, Olivia. How early on did you know that this was what you wanted to do? Yeah, so I actually started dancing when I was three. So I just knew, I remember walking into a studio and thinking, okay, I really want to dance for the rest of my life. So that's where I kind of started doing dance. I've done ballet, jazz, tap, modern, contemporary, practically every dance form. So is Chrissy. Yeah. And then I think I started singing my first experience singing anywhere public. I think I was in a beauty pageant when I was, I think, around the age of four or five. And I sang Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. And I think I won a talent award. But I did that. I sang in coffee shops for a little bit and then mm-hmm. sang in church. So just growing up, our all of us have been like involved in church uh, function singing and um, yeah, we both, I think we just all kind of said we just wanted to sing and just do the arts. But for me, I for sure, like, yeah, I started dancing when I was three. Just, I loved dancing. I loved being in the studio. I loved being on stage. I loved singing. Um, so, yeah, probably when I was like a three, I just kind of started my, my career or my training for that. <laughs> so who was the the person that you looked up to and you thought, ah, that that voice right there, that person right there, I want to sing like that? Ooh, Okay. So I think when I was in middle school. There's this artist. Her name is Holland. She's a, a Christian contemporary artist, and she had a, a sound and like a style I just really loved to listen to. So she was for sure like a a, a role model, I believe, in the singing uh, singing world. And then for King and Country, for sure, they're like an amazing <laughs> yeah, Australian band. Yeah. I love their music so yeah. much. So the way that, again, the way that they present themselves with their music and the way that they perform like live is super super cool. So I was just like, I really want to do something like that someday. So those were a couple. Big ones for sure. Now, speaking to. of for King and Country, yeah, and and you guys are a family band. Did you ever listen to Rebecca St. James? Yeah, a little bit. We did a little bit. Some of her music. Yeah, their sister. Yeah, I think that's super super cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. So they're a family of singers as well. How about you? Who was the early person for you, Chrissy? You know, I feel like some like I think for King and Country was another one because I just I felt really inspired by their music and the lyrics that they put in there was really inspiring to me. And I mean, same with Holland as well and like Hillsong and stuff. Those were kind of like my inspirations Mm -hmm. from a young age. But yeah. 
All right, now we got a drummer in our midst here too. And you guys are a, a string play. You play ukulele, I think. I do. I she do does. play a little. Yeah, ukulele. Chrissy plays uke. You play piano and violin, Olivia. I do. And you play drums. Yes, sir. All right. It's great to have you, Jeffrey. Now, do you play any other instruments besides that? Currently, it's just drums okay. right now. Yeah. I love drums. He's really, really good. Uh, that's Very great. Good. So uh, what what about you? What influences? And we've, we Before we recorded today, uh, we were talking about who your favorite drummer was. What about singers? Because you sing, too. Yes. So I'd have to say for King Country as well. That's a big one well, for me. Okay. And Straight across the board. Yeah. <laughs> and then also me and my brother, when we were younger, we used to listen to Toby Mac a lot. Oh, and yeah. so he was kind of a big influence, like how the way he sang and like even the type of music he sang was like, I really like that. And that's really cool. So. As a soloist or when he was with DC Talk? Uh, more of a soloist, but okay. I did listen to DC Talk as well. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah, they're great. I mean, you, each of those guys went on to have a great solo career as well. Yes. And we we're talking about the Newsboys. So, oh, yeah. you know, one of them is now the lead singer for the Newsboys. So that's, that's great. Oh, well, this is really great. Now, you know, church experiences. Now, this is something, it's shocking, I think, to a lot of people who have, let's say, their favorite country artists or their favorite pop artists, and they they start listening to their backgrounds and hearing their bios, and they find out they grew up singing in church. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people who are, I think, of Elvis Presley, probably one of the most known, uh, raised up, as the old saying said, cut their teeth in church music. Right. That's what Elvis did. Yeah. You guys grew up in church too. What's the first song, Olivia, that you remember doing? In church. In Let's church. See. First song I did in church, I think I was in the fifth grade and I was part of like, they had a, a group of students they had for like a youth praise band for a worship service one um, Sunday morning. And I can't remember what the name of the song was. It was called like Raise Him Praise or something. I can't mm -hmm. remember. It was a church back home uh, in Brandon, Florida. So it was a long, long time ago. I think that was my first experience singing in church on stage. And then from there, it was just, again, more youth, like more youth praise bands. And then my parents were actually... Um, youth ministers at a Methodist church a few years back. So we were there for like four years and we just kind of ran around and we did a lot of youth functions and we did a lot of like kind of broad, not Broadway level productions, but we did a lot of like, uh, like variety shows, I would say. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. So we had like one, our first one we did was called Evening in Paris. We did like a bunch of French themed songs and like, uh, I think I sang Some Enchanted Evening from uh, South Pacific. Cause that's just a really fun one. <laughs> Some standards. <laughs> Some st yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So did a lot of that, a lot of French songs that we did. We did a couple of dances too and sang. So a lot of like church functions we kind of would sing at and put stuff together. That was really, really fun. How about you, Chrissy? What what was the, the, the fun stuff for you on that? Well, I feel like when I first started singing, it was about this at the same time, I think that was when I was first on stage, same uh, church back in Brandon, Florida. So the two of you, how many years apart are you? We are two years apart. Like two years, exact, okay. Like exactly two really? years and mm -hmm. one week apart. All right. So it's kind of crazy. And what about, what are you from them? Are you you're the last born? Yeah, actually, two years apart as well. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. you stacked yeah. them out nice and conveniently. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> That's great. Yeah. So uh, you know, growing up in church, uh, you, what was your first experience that you remember? Um, I did a lot of the same kind of stuff that they did. I remember singing. I think one of the first songs I think I ever sang was on like a worship team, like a youth worship team and it was mm -hmm. like reckless love okay it's kind of popular but i think i remember that one singing that one yeah. 
You know, it's really hard for me when I think of recollecting. I'm back into the 50s, you know, and now you're, you know, so I hear this song, Reckless Love. That's only a couple of years ago, Jeffrey, but that's okay. You're a young guy. I like, I like that a lot. It is really, really wonderful to have you here and have the touch of youth that, that you guys bring. Uh, growing up now, we know that your influence in singing is obviously being guided a lot by your your parents and the church. As a trio, did you guys, when you realized that you could harmonize together, when did that happen that you started singing together? Let's see. I know for sure I did, took a lot of vocal lessons when I was in middle school and through high school. So I was kind of, I also was like doing choirs with that vocal group. So I was kind of taught how to find the harmonies and how to sing those harmonies. So when Chris and I would start singing together, she would like sing the melody and I would just try to pick a harmony out, whether it was a higher one or a lower one. I would just kind of like try to synchronize with her. Then we mm-hmm. discovered a couple years later that Jeffrey could sing really well. So then we kind of threw him in there and he would do like the, the like the bass or the tenor line. And then Chrissy would just usually sing the melody and I would pick out the harmony somewhere. And we were like, oh, this actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Do, do you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. Okay. Singing together is awesome. Yeah. And you like singing with your sisters? Yes. It's really fun. That is so (laughs) cool. I think every parent that's listening right now, they just need to understand how great it is if they can invest, I believe, in in music lessons. Like you said, you took vocal lessons, Livy. I did. And, and, you know, uh, instruments uh, in so many schools right now, they're not having the same kind of public schools are not having the same kind of music programs that they used to have right. where you could play instruments and learn to play, a, a, whether it be a clarinet or a French horn or whatever. But, you know, the whole modern contemporary Christian music scene is really pushing a lot of people, I think, back to wanting to learn to play guitars, wanting to learn to maybe get on a keyboard and, and be able to do some of the music that you're doing today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's really it's such a great thing. So parents listening in, take the time, invest your kids, uh, invest into your kids with some lessons. I think they'll, they'll uh, enjoy it. Yes. Now you guys, you're in Braid, Bradenton. Uh, Brandon. Bra- I said it again. Brandon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get you're those good. two. I get those two mixed up all the time. Brandon, which is a good little drive away, what, two hours away or something like that? Yeah, it's about, I think, roughly two hours, like with or without, I think. Like an traffic. hour and a half, hour and yeah. a half away. How did you and where were you when you first came across Thurlow Spur? Okay, so there's this big homeschool convention that happens annually in Florida. It's for the FPEA. It's the Florida Parent Educators Association. Am I right, Chrissy? Yeah. Okay. So they have it like every year in Orlando and we are we're very good friends with the president of FPA and I've actually graduated high school with her son. We're pretty I close. Do too. <laughs> so <laughs> so um we actually also will help work convention. We've worked convention I think the past couple of years and helped them with that. I think so the past the past 2 years. Past 2 years. So they ha- Miss Kathy actually had a booth at, in their exhibit hall that year and my mom was like, "Hey, there's this booth for this performing arts company. I think you should go check it out." And I was like, "Okay, sure." So Went down to the exhibit hall and met Miss Mary, who's like the music director at the Orlando campus for Miss Kathy's. And we had a little chat and discovered that they had this amazing program that they did and had like this huge Christmas show they put on every single year in December. And I signed Chrissy and Jeffrey up. I was hesitant at first, but I eventually just signed up as well and had our first audition and went to the first rehearsal. And we were just like, this is amazing. I want to do this every single year now. (laughs) So (laughs) it was super cool. Now, Thurlow and Kathy, uh, people may not realize that Kathy is is as extensively involved in this schooling as she is, but she's got them not only in Central Florida, 
but they do one in what uh, in Michigan and in St. Louis, I believe, as well. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, and maybe other places too. I'm not sure. <laughs> But uh, they're very busy, and they spend a lot of time doing this. And it really is, uh, if you've never heard it, like you guys were impacted when you saw it and you're there, I think a a lot of people just don't realize how extensively complicated the music is and how wonderfully professional it is unless you hear it firsthand. Yeah, Yeah, it's so true. Like Even like I'm trying to think of like one of the rehearsals we had, um, we were running the first opening uh, song, which is We Need a Little Christmas. And like Chris and I were dancing with um, this young lady, Joanna. She was actually, um, what did she do? She auditioned for the Rockets and she made it. She had, had to step down from the position, but she's a phenomenal dancer. So we were doing the dancing portion for that. And Jeffrey was singing with the rest of the choir for that. And she kept saying, again, we need to run it again. We need to run it again. Because we were all trying to make sure we can hit the marks and um, get the right places and hitting the right notes. Because like, there's like almost... 40, 50 people on stage having to be coordinated and sing this song. So we had to keep running it over and over again. But in the end, it was a phenomenal production because we got it right. So, now, yeah. now, you mentioned the Rockettes. I yeah. think most people are familiar when they hear it, uh, it being in New York. But uh, the the people that were singing at Christmas is, there was a, a Rockette type of uh, flair that some of the dancers had at that. And and the, you, I know that even as I'm saying this, some people at home are listening like, wait a minute, they had dancers? Yeah, they had dancers and they had aerialists. Oh, yeah. yeah. As well. That, that had to be weird being on stage and watching all of that going on from that angle. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I I think Chris and I actually did a little bit of some aerials training mm-hmm. way back, like a couple of years ago, because we actually were part of a passion production called The Thorn, which my uncle actually produced. So, we did that. I did. I first started touring with the Thorn when I was fifteen, and our, this last year we did it. All three of us did it, and um, we actually filmed it for a movie. So it's going to be playing, I think, in theaters uh, a couple of times in the spring. But with that, they had a bunch of aerialists that would bring in to like do the silks and stuff. And there was one year where I played the role of Young Mary in that production, and she had like a minor silks role. So I would like go up on the silk and come down, and go up on the silk and come down, and it was super fun. But it was yeah. cool being in the Christmas uh, is production and seeing the aerialists and being there on stage with them and having all that going on at the same time. It was really, really neat. It's a sensory overload experience when you're there at Christmas is because you've got that going on. You've got just amazing music. If you're an orchestra lover, you've got a live orchestra. That had to be fun for you guys, singing with a live orchestra. It was so neat. What's different? How would you articulate if somebody says, what's the difference in singing with an orchestra or singing to a track that has recorded orchestra music on it what's the difference yeah that's a really good question what do you think chrissy what are your thoughts you know i don't know um there's not really much of a difference i guess i think you know live performance um you just have to make sure you're like staying on track with them and like with a track you mm-hmm. sometimes you can just memorize it and like mm-hmm. oh okay this is when i come in this is when i sing but like with the live orchestra you have to make sure that you're staying when on like when they're coming in and make sure making sure that you know whenever they come in is the right time that I'm supposed to come in or something like that. <laughs> now, now the, you guys kind of almost had the orchestra pit in front of you, kind of the feel at yes. Christmas is. Yeah, uh, is that a distraction? All of that sound and all of the music was that ever a, a, a point or was that just like a yeah you don't think about it? Honestly, um, I don't think you really think about it. It's just yeah. kind of there happening. You're like, oh okay, they're playing music. Then like that's their just part, normal. we're doing our part. Just kind yeah. of like. I think because they're just right there in front of you, it's not really like, they're like, they're not like in front of you, but they're just kind of like there. So they're kind of like, they're doing their thing. We're doing our thing. And we're just kind of like, not, you know, in, there's not much interaction. So it's not much of a distraction. There yeah. were a lot of times that there were close to a hundred people on that stage with the, the choir and the singers and all of this stuff going oh, yeah. on. It had to just be 
uh, something that had to be coordinated so carefully. Otherwise, you guys would be bumping into each other. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. Again, so many rehearsals where this is the opening scene we had for Act 2 where it's uh, Welcome to Bethlehem because we're all supposed to be, the concept of the second act is we're all um, gathering in Bethlehem years after Jesus' birth and resurrection and his ascension and we're all getting together and remembering Jesus' birth and the reason for the season. And this whole opening scene is called Welcome to Bethlehem. So we're kind of like playing the uh, staff at the inn in Bethlehem. Okay. And so the innkeeper is like making a big speech and he's singing and we're all there as the staff. Like, and that was my son-in-law. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no way. That's the awesome. Innkeeper. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Chris that Jesse. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. He did a phenomenal yeah. job, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And really his good. wife is my daughter. Okay. Yeah, yes. So. Okay. See, now the, now the dots are connecting. I see it now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, so we're all supposed to be cleaning in that scene. And like literally all of us have to either bring out like a basket or like someone had to bring out a cart. And so we're all like running around trying to like find the right spot and put a basket down or place a cup on a table or get a rag and hit the marks and like not bump into everybody because there's a lot of us on that, on yeah. that stage for that one scene. But it was so much fun. Yeah. Are you guys ever thinking about traveling to one of the other productions? Because I know sometimes they kind of bring in different artists and uh, singers and, and go to different cities. Are you going to just stay with this one? Um, we're thinking about it. I know for sure for this past um, production, we actually were originally going to do it just in Orlando, but Miss Kathy asked if we would be able to come and perform it in Detroit with them. In their yeah, Michigan that's what shows. I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah. So we went and did that. So we went, I think the last weekend of November, the second, second to last weekend of November, we went up to Detroit and we did one production in Detroit. We did, I think, one in Mount Morris, uh, Michigan, and we did two in Maumee, Ohio. So we were up there for four days, and it was freezing cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. But it was though. so amazing. So amazing. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, this uh, I've got just enough time in this segment to ask an, one more question. I'm going to stay with you, Olivia. The song that you did in Christmas is... It, it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> something about you're getting squat for Christmas. I mean, that was I wasn't ready for that one. It was just great. How did, how did that song happen? Yeah, so I know for sure Miss Kathy was looking for someone to sing the song Diddly Squat. So a lot of us auditioned for the song, and I was very honored to have been given the role of that part, to be able to sing Diddly Squat. But I remember I had like a lot of different times I met with Miss Kathy and a lot of times rehearsing the song just to get it right. Because I think when I first started singing this song, I had the a vision for the song that was supposed to be kind of like cutesy and just kind of like, well, you ain't getting diddly squat. But then like as she kept like working with me, it was like the whole concept of the song was before, right before we sing diddly squat, we're all doing this piece, uh, Little Drummer Boy, and we all have like glow sticks we're tapping on and like we're all dressed as newsy. So it's kind of like a very newsy, snarky kind of vibe. So yeah. it was super fun. I, I was going to use the word attitude. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a best <laughs> <laughs> But I think my favorite part about doing that song was there's um obviously the orchestra pit is right down in the front and Jerry Nelson's the pianist and he's right there in the front as well. So. Uh. Before he got there that day, we had a dress rehearsal that evening, but we were doing just a regular rehearsal, like a run through that day. And we're about to do Dilly Squat. And Miss Kathy goes, I wonder like if for this part, for the first time you tell someone they ain't getting Dilly Squat, I wonder if you should like go down to the piano and tell Jerry that. I wonder if we'll tell him. So <laughs> we didn't tell him. And he was just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> so. you're not getting Diddly Squat. Yeah. I'm going to talk more about that song in a moment when we get back. We're at the end of this segment. Got a break. We'll be back in a moment with the Collins siblings. Don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, 
Call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Back again here in Studio A at the Shepherd Studios. And with me today, uh, some delightful young people. It's great to hang around young people. Makes me feel younger. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) I've got Olivia. I've got Chrissy. And I have Jeffrey Collins from Brandon, Florida. That's where they live. And yet they've spent plenty of time in Orlando recently as they were rehearsing for this uh, particular production that we've been talking about. Thurlow Spurs been up, Bob Pickett's been up talking about it. Uh, Tim Kaufman, there's another name. You got to meet Tim. Oh, yeah. Tim is a good friend and been on my program a number of times and uh, a great singer. I don't know if you're aware of all of his singing bio, but he sung on stage for Charles Stanley for years. Oh, wow. He was a, a featured soloist on that. And he brought this, they had just like the three tenors kind of a trio. Uh, that was part of it. I mean, when I think back to uh, the, uh, just the, again, sensory overload of great singing, great, great stage performances, great dancing, uh, amazing choir, the aerialists, uh, this was a crazy production. Even the acting, I mean, they had some fun actors that were playing the parts of these roles. But we finished the last segment. I want to go back and just finish this for a moment. This song called Diddly Squat, uh, you did that last week at the chamber and you walked around. So is, is that for you, Olivia, as a singer, you seem to be incredibly comfortable doing all the, and that's probably the dancing background. Is that what that is? But kind of, you were just like walking through the crowd with a wireless mic and you actually did uh, your, your timing was so perfect that you would get to that line, but you're not getting diddle. Are you? I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> good. What, you ain't getting diddly squat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much it. But- yeah, and you would you would find and pick out and zone in on an individual, and and, and I know to the delight of our crowd that day, <laughs> they loved it. it. You could tell that was a hit, right? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm really, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it was a hit. I'm so glad. But yeah, I think even like when I first sang diddly squat for Christmas is with the the Spurs. Uh, Miss Kathy had all the students who were in that piece kind of like sat, uh, sitting around the stage in different like clumps or just like in um, in clusters. I don't know why I said clumps. Clusters is probably a better word for it. But I would kind of go up to each of them and like, um, again, hone in on like a certain individual and sing directly to them or pick out one student and say, you ain't getting diddly squat. Or So yeah. when we came to the Chamber of Commerce last week, Miss Kathy was telling me when I was singing the song, hey, just like meander through the tables and kind of like pick people out to sing to. And I was like, okay, I can definitely do that. So I was a little nervous at first because I am a slightly intro, a, bit, a bit introverted. So I was like, okay, I'm no a little way. nervous. No way. I, I would never have known that. Really? <laughs> yeah, just a, just a little bit. I'm an introverted extrovert, if, if that makes sense. I don't know. Jeffrey, <laughs> but, is that true? Is she being, uh, yes, or is she being just humble? No, that's totally true. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would never have known that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Just um, once I got into it, just walking around and just picking people out, making eye contact. It's so much fun. So. Yeah, that's it. And you guys, uh, you're going to be singing again in a moment. And uh, I, I want to talk about that as well. Uh, the song that that you chose that day, or one of the songs, you did a, a several songs that day, three, I believe, uh, at the chamber meeting. But one of them was this song called The Drummer Boy. And, and that is, that's just got to be one of the most, I think, beautiful, uh, non-churchy type of songs. It's a Christmas carol. But it's not something that would be done in a worship set. But boy, is it beautiful. And the, the, the 
the lyrics just grab the heart, I think, in that. Although someone was recently joking, like, well, one thing you wouldn't want to do in a manger is to bring a drummer in there, you know? So <laughs> yeah. no, no offense, Jeffrey. <laughs> <None taken. laughs> that was beautiful. I've always wanted somebody to say none taken, and you just did. That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. But this song, tell us, how did you, where, when did this song come about with, with you guys? As a trio. Yeah, I think Drummer Boy's kind of always been like one of our fam- family favorites because I know for sure when we were like, I think the, the first time I sang in a, I think a vocal production or sorry, a vocal re- performance with my voice teacher for her showcase, um, I sang Drummer Boy and my family was all behind me on the drums. They were banging on drums behind me and it was super cool. And then a few years later, obviously for King and Country has a phenomenal version of Little Drummer Boy that oh, they yeah. came out with. And they do. It's yeah. awesome. amazing. So I know we've gone to attended, I think, two for King and Country concerts and there have been totally not Christmas related productions at all. But like every time we go there, they have they've always done Little Drummer Boy because it's just so good. So I think we've just I'm, I'm Chris and Jeffrey want to throw something in there, too. I just know we've all just have loved the song for like yeah, a long it's time. It's been one of our favorites. And like even for this commerce event that's when we were like oh let's do the little drummer boy because i was like oh we we love that one so that's great jeffrey did you ever play drums as they do it as you do it i think i once i almost did it for a christmas production where they had like a bunch of drummers come in and play it it got canceled sadly but i have just kind of played it on my own a lot i really love this song oh that's great well we're gonna hear olivia chrissy and jeffrey sing the drummer boy Smiled at me, 
Oh, that is just wonderful. I don't think the Shepherd Studios have ever sounded that good. Thank you for doing that. That was marvelous. The little drummer boy, that was Olivia, Chrissy, and Jeffrey Collins from Brandon. And again, they were all part of the recent Christmas is. I hope that is just enough motivation that if you missed this year's show, you won't miss next year's because you guys, are you going to plan on being back? God's will, God willing, yes, we're planning on being back. And if you all yes. have, or who are listening, if you have students who are interested in the performing arts, whether it's singing or dancing or acting, we highly encourage you just to go to Miss Kathy's Academy and train with her because she's yes. absolutely amazing. She's yeah. awesome. And amazing. that is uh, all. You can find that by just typing in Kathy with an E-Y, K-A-T-H-E-Y, Spur, S-P-U-R-R. And how long have you guys been a part of that? Um, Just since this past July, actually. Yeah, we just oh, started this okay. year. But already, look what's happened in, in just six months, less than six months, you guys performed in a major production, and that thing had all of the uh, the feels of a big Broadway program. I mean, it was really something. It, it did, was, yeah. It's like bringing Broadway to Orlando and in a church building at that, at uh, Calvary, Orlando. So that was pretty cool. I was shocked at how they used that room. Dropping down the, the from the ceiling, those silks would come oh, down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my goodness. For the aerialists. And I'm thinking, I don't know who rigged this one, but they had to really bring in some pros to do what they yeah. did. It's oh, just, yeah, sure. it was amazing. And the the light, the, the, the smoke, I mean, you, yeah. you know, the fog machines were, were going. It was, it was really crazy. It was fun. Jeffrey, let's talk about uh, what you uh, do and, and, what your aims are in school. What are you studying right now? What would you like to to do one day? Yeah, so currently I'm a junior in high school. I'm 16, so I'm still working through it. I'm homeschooled, obviously. And so <laughs> I'm really still trying to figure out really what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm looking into a lot of, I've taken a lot of um, college courses already since I was in the eighth grade. So I've been doing that a lot. How many hours have you bagged already? Ooh, I don't know exactly how many hours. I know I've taken at least like three or four college courses though. Okay. So, and I'm yeah. going to s- just start going towards that instead of like other courses, just majorly college courses. It's And any of you can answer this, but we'll start with Jeffrey on this. It's a big deal, a lot harder than what a lot of young people think on that final decision about what you want to do in life. Mm-hmm. And I find that many people go through school and end up using the experience of their school, but they get a job in another field. That's not that mm-hmm. uncommon. Right. And so it, it really is wise to take your time and not just yeah. declare. Mm-hmm. Some people know, and, and I know I don't get it. I wasn't one of those. Uh, some people know from the time they're like they enter school at all that I, I want to be this or I want to be that. Uh, are there any inclinations that you have about a, what you'd think you might like to do? Honestly, not exactly. I've thought of going into music industries. I've even thought of being a pastor or something. Um, I'm really just trying to figure out what God wants me to do. I know when I was younger, <laughs> it was kind of a joke. I want to be like a trash guy, pick up the garbage from around the neighborhood. But I think it's really trying to figure out something that I can use my talents to glorify God with. Right. I'm a firm believer in whatever job you have, you can do that to the glory of God. And that there's not a single job 
that one included that is not uh, really capable to be used by God. So I, I, I think that's a wise thing to say. Yeah, find out what God wants you to do. Now, inclinations, Olivia, you're a little older. You said you're 16? 16, yes, sir. Wow, 16, 18, and 20 here represented. What, what are you thinking, Olivia? Yeah, so I graduated high school in 2020, the year of the pandemic, which, funny story, all my classmates were like, oh, no, our, our graduation was canceled. This is horrible, but and it'd be okay because I actually graduated twice. I had my homeschool graduation with my homeschool group the first weekend of July. The second weekend of July, I had my FPA graduation with the statewide one, and then I had my homeschool prom the next weekend. So it was kind of crazy, boom, 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 but it was so much fun. But graduated 2020, and then I took three courses online through Southeastern University, that was a lot of fun. And then I think it was the fall of 2020 into the winter 2020, I took a, a songwriting course with Hillsong College Australia through their online program, which was really, really amazing. Now, so, what was that like to do that with Hillsong? It was amazing. So I know for sure it was a little different because obviously hours are so different over there because it was like seven o'clock my time in the evening when I had class and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning where they were. So it was like, good morning. It's like, good evening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was so much fun. I got to, I learned so many different techniques on songwriting and how to write a worship song. We, we were required to write, I think, two different worship songs for that course and they would kind of grade us on it and learn about, see how we structured our song and if it made sense because there's this whole technique they taught us about um kind of i think it was like show and tell so like one lyric is like the first line is like showing like painting a picture and the next one is describing the picture it's kind of a very weird concept but there's so many different techniques they taught us in that course and it was amazing because i've written a few songs and hoping to publish them someday um along with that so i kind of finished that course and i was still kind of I did the thorn tour again this past year it was my fourth year doing it we filmed it into a movie like i said a little earlier it was amazing if you actually if any of you all went to go watch the chosen episode in theaters it was actually a trailer for the thorn movie with the chosen um tv series when it went in the theaters so you're so, in the thorn yes you're, oh i did not know that all three of us are so if, wow. you, if you see the trailer either on instagram or online there's a trailer for the thorn and the first thing you see is this angel holding up a globe that's me so <laughs> did you uh guys watch last night's uh first showing of the new season of of the chosen we didn't yet but we really really want to see it yeah, we I love missed the it chosen last night too. oh my yeah. gosh yeah they but, came on though, and it's uh, started off in theaters a couple of weeks ago. Right, yeah. And had a run and and on the big screen, and now it's available for anybody. Uh, that what what are your thoughts? What for you, Christy? What was the first thought you had when you watched that production? The Thorn or the Chosen? Either one of those two. They're both great. Oh, they're absolutely amazing. Um, for me, I just I get chills just watching. It. It's like this is what really happened. Like it, you actually get to fully experience and see this is what Jesus did. This is what he went through, like all throughout his life, like, for, like whenever he was 30 and he started his ministry, like this is what he did. He like, like cured all these people of sicknesses and diseases. It's like, this is incredible to see. And like in the way that the chosen did it, it was just incredible. And even like with the thorn, how they did it was so cool. Like, even though they don't even speak in the production, it's just the movements they do and the actions that they mm -hmm. do speak so much. So, mm -hmm. What's your favorite episode, Jeffrey, when you look at it? For The Chosen? Um, I don't know if I could say I have a favorite episode. I do like um, a lot of the episodes when it gets into more of his ministry, mm -hmm. like really showing what he did. And I really like about The Chosen is that it shows like that he was just, he was a man just like us. Like he had to cut the wood, he had to he had to make a fire, he had to make a tent, he had to do everything just like we did. And mm -hmm. some people like think of him as, oh, he could have just done that with like in a snap of a finger. But no, he had to really 
be just like us and humble himself like that. Brought so. out to humanity of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. I think my favorite would have to be Nicodemus' story. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The meeting with Nicodemus. I mean, my wife, now you you were mentioning 2020. That's uh, when we watched it was in the de- December of 2020. Okay. You're going to laugh at this. Cindy and I both had COVID. <laughs> oh. So we're sitting at home feeling horrible but able to, during that time frame, being so sick, we that's when we started the whole binge watch of The Chosen. Oh, yeah. Nice. And, and so we, we would sit there with, I had 103, I think, during a lot of that. Wow. And as high as 104 watching The Chosen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so wow. It was not a fun thing. All right. We've got one more segment with this delightful trio of siblings. We'll be right back. This is Afternoons with Mike here on The Shepherd. Turning 65 or already on Medicare? Have you tried to compare Medicare supplement plans? Are you sick and tired of the awful TV commercials where washed-up football players confuse you even more? Speak with a licensed independent insurance agent today. Call 407-965-4166 now. Or visit Affordable One Insurance in Winter Park, Florida and discuss what is important for you. Be sure to ask us about dedicated senior medical centers. And we're back for segment three on Afternoons with Mike here on The Shepherd. And with me in the studio today, what a fun visit with Olivia, Chrissy, and Jeffrey, the Collins family from Brandon. And uh, they were so nice, along with their mother, Susan, uh, drove over uh, on, and they just risked their lives one more time on I-4. (laughs) (laughs) We all do that every day, right? Those of us that live in Orlando. And uh, it is uh, so great that you guys came in to be on the program with me today. Have you done radio like this before? Um, we actually haven't. Yeah, not before. It's the first time. It's been an honor. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm really grateful that you you got to be with here, uh, us on The Shepherd, uh, to do what you're, we're doing today. We're going to hear another song coming up uh, in a moment. Uh, before we do, before we hear from you singing, I, I've got a question. Your peers, those that are of your age... Uh, and we're living in a time that it, life, I know you can see it too, because when you think back to what life was like even five, six years ago with young people, what's going on in the culture with the whole trying to re, I guess, re, re-establish life in this transgendered age. What do you, what do you guys make of what's going on? I'd love your thoughts. Let's start with you, Olivia. What are your thoughts about what's going on? Yeah, so I think to start off, first of all, when my siblings and I were growing up, the three of us plus our older brother, Jonathan, uh, my parents raised us in a very conservative Christian environment. So like we weren't allowed to like watch things or read like Harry Potter or watch Harry Potter. Now that I'm older, I have no desire to watch Harry Potter, things like that. And um, we didn't grow up listening to secular music. We always had either like worship bands or we watched VeggieTales like all the live long day. There you go. Yeah. Where's my hairbrush? Literally. (laughs) Start my life every day. Um, But I think having that basis, first of all, growing up in an environment where it was like, everything was constantly being like uh, drilled into us. Like what is good? What is right? What is noble, right, pure, admirable, and lovely, which is, I think it's, um, yeah. Philippians, Philippians 4, 8. 8. Yes. <laughs> we actually have a plaque in our house that says Philippians 4, 8. It has that verse on it. So right. it's like a daily reminder, but yeah. um, getting older, my brother, Jonathan, and I, first took this course and Christian Jeffrey later followed it's um by David Quine it's called starting points and he has another one for high school called um worldviews of the western world and basically throughout this entire course it's like a five or six book like curriculum you do like a whole workbook every single year it basically like I have it has you um 
answers seven worldview questions and you basically have to write an essay and you can also alter it with every single course you take based on what is your worldview what is like your belief what is your view of god what is your view of man what do you believe about ethics and morality where do you believe do you believe in heaven and hell do you believe where do you think you go when you die what's your um what do you believe like what is the meaning of life so it kind of like all ties into like basically it helped me and all my siblings ground ourselves in what we believe what we believe about god who he is and who we are in God. And I think why, how that can kind of tie into the culture today is um, having these principles to stand on uh, has helped us to understand what is morally right, what is morally incorrect, and make choices based off of that. So like, I don't choose to listen to Taylor Swift on a daily basis because I feel like a lot of her music is very, I actually had a conversation with this with my friend Joanna, who is actually the Rockette, um, who was dancing mm-hmm. with us in Christmas is. We had a whole conversation on this where, um, today's culture, a lot of the music is either depressing or it's just dark and it's going to it's going to cause our generation just to feel like a lot of our generation today is depressed or they're just sad or they're cutting themselves or they're having issues. I'm not saying everyone does, but a lot of people, a lot of they do. have they have mm-hmm. that issue. So it also it has to base has been mostly based on the entertainment industry, I feel like, because like music is dark and depressing. Movies are either there's a lot of thrillers that have come out recently. I've never watched a thriller in my life. I have no desire to watch a horror movie because first of all, I'm just I get freaked out, but also like. Um, a lot of it's very spiritually dark and psychologically mm-hmm. dark, so it's going to mess with our brains. So it's hard where it's like we live in a world where that is so normalized to to just feed off of things that are dark and spiritually dark and depressing. And even like with the whole LGBTQ community just coming, just fully coming out now in our day and age, it's so hard to like um, find like a kindred spirit where it's like how would, where, how do we find ourselves? How does Christianity fit into all of this? So I guess like what I could just leave people with encouragement is just um. I guess Romans 12 too. I think it's Romans 12 too, where it says, not be conformed, not be conformed to the pattern oh, yeah. of this world mm-hmm. because we have to mm-hmm. deliver our bodies as a living sacrifice for God and do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but we transformed by the renewal of your mind. Because if we're constantly um, feeding off of the word of God and diving into that and being spiritually fed and hanging with people who will spiritually feed us and pour into us and listening to music that uplifts us and watching things that aren't going to cause harmful thoughts or behaviors, then it's going to help us obviously just get our culture back on track, I believe. Also, like, and we can also help people who are in that state of just depression or in a dark place just to constantly find Christ. So, yeah, just yeah. don't conform is my, my encouragement. I mm-hmm. think that's a great encouragement. And it, it's so sad, isn't it, when you look around and so many of the young people that have not been as grounded as you, not been as experienced in the Word of God as what you guys have been. And they're maybe raised in families that don't share the convictions that you, not only your parents have, but now are yours. Because clearly, you've taken that leap, all three of you have. You've taken the leap from just living in a house led by parents who had a conviction. You're at the age now, and you're walking in your own convictions. Right, true. And that's a big deal, isn't it, to have that heritage. And I'm jealous for so many people. That's why I like having young people like you who have that uh, to kind of speak into their lives and you know, I, I know I, I even trust that this conversation will will help you guys realize how important it is for others to hear from someone that a message that they're not hearing out there in yeah, the culture. True. You know, you're right. A lot of the not just Taylor Swift, but a lot of the other songs that are out there are dark, aren't they? Christy? They are. Yeah, very much. And and they don't have hope. And I've, I, we've hear that question, and, and Jeffrey, I'd love your thoughts on this. Uh, we hear that question uh, or, or the comment coming often about people who don't believe in God. 
I wonder what kind of hope they have. I wonder what what happens when one of them gets sick or something, you know? Right, yeah. It's it's something that we have to have. We have to have hope in our lives. True. Now, you guys have another song, and this one is a, a real beautiful Christmas carol. So why don't one of you set it up for me, if you will? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, called Do You Hear What I Hear? And it's, a very again, a very lovely Christmas carol. It's kind of almost, I would say, telling the story of just... I don't know, what would you say, Chrissy? Kind of like coming to the king. It's like, um, how does it start? Um, I would say like kind of like the Holy Spirit speaks to like one person or one, like it talks about a lamb. It talks about the lamb talks to the little boy and the little boy, the shepherd boy talks to the king and the king talks to his nation saying, there's this king who's come and we, he's come to bring goodness and light, like it says in the song, and we need to go and honor him. So yeah. it's a very, very special song. A, ver- a song of evangelism. That's right. Well, you need to tell the others the wonderful gospel story. All right, here we go. This is Olivia. This is Chrissy and Jeffrey Collins. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, a little lamb. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? A star, a star, dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite. With a tail as big as a kite. Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy, Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the sky, shepherd boy. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? A song, a song, high above the trees, with a voice as big as the sea. With a voice as big as the sea. Said the shepherd boy to the mighty king, Do you know what I know? Do you know what I know? Do you know what I know? A child, a child, shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Said the king to the people everywhere. Listen to what I say. Listen to what I say. Pray for peace, people everywhere. Listen to what I say. Listen to what I say. The child, the child, sleeping in the night. He will bring us goodness and light. He He will bring us goodness and light. Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy, Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? That's amazing. I love it. The voices of Olivia, Chrissy, and Jeffrey Collins. And they make up the Collins family. You don't have an official name when you out when you sing or or do you just refer to yourself as the Collins family? What? I'm not quite I think that when we've been almost I think we're trying to land on. Uh, is Riga. It's actually uh, the capital of Latvia. That's like where our heritage is from. So we thought, oh, it'd be super cool if we had our name just be Riga. So, Latvia? Latvia. It's yes. one of the Baltic states. It's, yeah, it's, right. Yeah, deep there in Europe. So it's, it's kind of hard to find on the globe, but it's it's there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think I've heard of it, but that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. We were talking with Jeffrey earlier about what he is kind of aiming for in his career. I don't think we really covered that with you two girls yet. So let's start with you, Olivia. What are you thinking for the future? What would you like to do? Yeah, I think based on like what I kind of did after I graduated, which was some classes with Southeastern University and then taking the course with Hillsong and then obviously doing the Thorn a couple more times. I think I would love to go in the performing arts route, like live performing arts. Again, I'm still kind of wiggling doorknobs and just seeking God, like what his direction is precisely for me. I know it's going to be amazing, whatever it is, but I for sure would love to do something in the performing arts realm, like just performing on stage live would be super amazing. Now, one thing that I think a lot of people would probably bring a warning to you is this, what we talked about already, just the culture and its impact. uh, And how important is it to you to have that confidence that you're going to be able to maintain what you believe, your convictions, walking into what would be a pretty loaded, worldly type of uh, uh, career choice. Yeah, I think having the confidence that I'm going to be grounded is very important to me. I know for sure I've had um, a couple peers that I've known personally who have gone into the same avenue and have come out not the same person. So I've also like, that's just kind of giving me more incentive about how I want to make sure I'm strong and ready to go into it. I know for sure there are other programs and um, opportunities that I could probably look into that are Christian based or have like some kind of like faith based um, mm-hmm. um, directives. So I think going into that, I for sure would like to have going to an avenue that's live performing arts, but also is like centered around a Christian worldview. So I've considered Broadway a couple of times, but I know that because that's like one of the heavier um, live performing arts realms that's very, very heavily just steeped in just what the world has to offer. Yeah, so right. I don't think I would, I don't think I would consider going the Broadway route, but if there's something similar, I for sure would keep my eyes peeled and just keep, I'm just praying about it at this point and wiggling doorknobs that I would say, just seeing what doors are open with what the Lord has in store for me. That's so. fun. I like that. Wiggling doorknobs. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Is this, see if this door is open here. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. How about you, Chrissy? Well, um, I actually graduated high school this last May. So I, I did the same thing that Olivia did. I graduated uh, twice with one with my homeschool group, local homeschool group. And then the second time was with the Florida Parent Educators Association, FPEA. Those were like awesome. Um, I would have to say that uh, actually really before I even graduated high school, I had always had a vision of wanting to do hair, like be a hairdresser. Mm. Cosmetology was like my thing. And I, I still love it. And I felt like maybe that was what I was supposed to do. But like ever since this past year and in 2019, I actually went on a missions trip to Nicaragua, which is an it was an amazing experience. But I have always felt that ever since then that God has wanted me to be in ministry or using my gift of dance, singing and acting to glorify him in that way. So I feel like kind of like the same as Olivia performing live performance is I feel like where I'm supposed to go. But I'm not sure exactly where yet, but I feel like opportunities like Miss Kathy's or like singing at the commerce uh, events, things like that are feel I feel like are what I'm supposed to do. And like any opportunities that uh, come up that God has opened for us, I feel like is just what I'm supposed to do right now. And oh, I'm still praying about what he wants me to do in the future. But I feel like for now, that's that's where I'm supposed to be. Well, our time has already zipped by and it's been great having both of you, all three of you here, really. Uh, just wonderful to hear you sing your story. I want to encourage you to continue to take that one step forward in faith and God will open the way. He'll, he'll wiggle those. Uh, you'll get the right doorknob For sure. to open up. That's <laughs> going to happen. And he's going to guide you. You guys are a wonderful family. 
I love the way you love each other and, and the way you love the Lord as well. So it's really been my delight to have you here. Thank you for coming today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Mike. We yes. appreciate you. It's great. And friends, thank you as well for being with us. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.